TechSauce, sparking innovative thoughts. In-depth executive insight from leading companies on how to manage challenges of a rapidly changing world. This is Exec Insight. Taiwan driving food innovation in Thailand. The latest challenge for food innovation is creating a culture that acts quickly to provide the best quality food for consumers and add value from farm to shelf. Today, we have a conversation with Ho Ren Huo from Taiwan Public Company Limited on how his company is driving food innovation in Thailand. He discusses the importance of organizational management. The need to respond quickly to challenges and planning ahead, along with how companies can answer the true needs of consumers. Um, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we would like to uh, yes, as we have known that Taiwan is uh, the the leading in the food innovation. So uh, as we have realized that uh, food and agriculture are our main uh, sector, which uh, to drive uh, the economy of Thailand. So uh, from your perspective, when we're talking about the uh, the food innovation, what is the food uh, the future of food in your opinion? How to add the value from from the food and agriculture sector? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thank you, Kumimi, for having me on the uh, Tech Source. You know, in Taiwan, we say our long-term vision is really to create uh, value from farm to shelf. So, if you look at Taiwan's footprint today, all our different products. You know, we've got a consumer product, which is our mm-hmm. noodles, our B two C. We do consumer food products. We do noodles. We do packaged foods. We've got a B two B business focusing mm-hmm. on starch, flours, tapioca-based mm-hmm. products, and we started a new business, which is more specialty ingredients. You know, the future of food. I think one of the most important thing is that it's got a very very long runway. For the next 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years, if you think about the total amount of food supply that's going to come in the next 10 years, a lot of it will actually come from Southeast Asia. Uh, consumers today they're demanding different types of food, whether it's uh, carbohydrates, it's proteins, it's fibers, it's ingredients. So I think a lot of the future of the food is really about you know providing long-term supply mm-hmm. to export to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Taiwan, we have got 14 operations uh, around the region. Uh, primarily based in Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, as well as sales and distribution offices in China and mm-hmm. Indonesia as well. So we think about the future of food as connecting the value chain from farm to shelf. We work very closely with over 10,000 farmers in Southeast Asia region, producing all kinds of tapioca and tapioca-related food products. Mm-hmm. And do you also have uh, the food innovation program inside the company? We think of innovation probably in in two ways. One mm-hmm. is internal R and D, and one is external partnerships. I think any uh, company today, you cannot do all the innovation yourself. Yeah. I mean, certain innovation would have different time horizons. So, for example, one of the innovations we're working with in terms of farming is working with one of the leading mm-hmm. uh, technology startups in Thailand mm-hmm. to actually look at digital farming and start farming, looking at different types of technology, satellite imagery, AI, to actually see how we can improve the crop yield. For some of the farmers in Thailand, mm-hmm. another project we're working with is one of the top universities in Thailand to look at different types of uh, biotechnology engineering mm-hmm. to actually produce new types of food products. Mm-hmm. So we do a very strong in-house R and D, uh, which we actually develop our own technology and our own innovation. 
But I also think at the same time, it's very important for corporates to have external partnerships yeah. where you can work with startups, universities, institutes to actually insource mm -hmm. uh, different types of ideas. The other thing about food innovation, I think, is that food innovation has a different life cycle. Some innovation, for example, you know, software technology or software engineering, you can pivot in one month, two months, three months. Typically, the cycles for food innovation are slightly longer. So you're looking at six months, nine months, 12 months. So we have to develop projects with different types of project life cycle to make sure that we're developing new innovation for mm -hmm. our customers. Mm -hmm. So um, during you implementing uh, the new project, what is the biggest challenge that you are facing when you uh, implement a new project that related to the innovation? I think the biggest challenge and the number one thing for any CEO who's trying to drive innovation mm -hmm. is speed. Right? Uh -huh. So you always want to go faster, you always want to do more, you always want to try more. So I think speed is always a challenge, but it's a good challenge. On one hand, you know, you have to keep pushing the team to say, okay, let's try something new. Let's reach a new milestone. Let's stretch ourselves. On the other hand, we cannot go too fast. Right? Mm -hmm. Because innovation, I think, is not exactly a, 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 a box. Right? Innovation is trying different things. So the way we think about uh, our innovation programs, whether it's in the farm, it's in food manufacturing or food technology, it's typically in terms of a few months. So most of our pilots, we try to roll out in, let's say, you know, one, two, three months. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to have a culture of speed mm. um, in a company. Mm -hmm. And for Taiwan, typically we try to look at projects in the range of a few months. So, mm -hmm. you know, we don't look at one, I mean, one or two years is generally looking at a direction of R&D and direction of technology. Mm -hmm. But innovative projects, should be able to move fast in about one, two or three months. Mm -hmm. So how do you transform your team? I mean, in terms of the people transformation, even like the culture transformation to support the, uh, the new environment that you would mention, uh, the speed is very important. Mm. I think most important is that, you know, as a, as a company, we need to try to develop a customer mindset. Mm -hmm. So the different sources of innovation, right? There's innovation in process, so improving certain processes. There's innovation in product, so mm -hmm. trying to launch new products, trying to launch new uh, businesses, and there's innovation in platform. So there are different types of innovation and different sources of innovation. But most importantly, I think, for the CEO is to actually ask yourselves, you know, what does customer want? What are the new trends today in the world? How can we serve our customers better for the next mm -hmm. you know, 5, 10, 15 years? Mm -hmm. For Taiwan, because today we've got 14 operations all around the world, uh, we export to some of the most key markets um, China, uh, US, uh, Japan, Korea. Mm -hmm. So we try to spend as much time as we can listening to the customers mm -hmm. and making, making sure the customer feedback comes back uh, into the company. Mm -hmm. In terms of our internal capability, um, I work very closely with our R&D and innovation teams. So actually last week, I was just at Chua uh, Long Kong because we built our Taiwan Innovation Center as part of the Chua Long Kong University. So we actually work with some of the students there, the graduate students, the PhD programs. And we reviewed all the different projects that our team is working in the university. Mm. And I think by the CEO, you know, by giving an emphasis to actually work with our R&D teams and innovation teams, encouraging them, you know, trying new things, mm -hmm. I think that tries to set an innovation culture for the company. Mm -hmm. So, um, so from, from your perspective, like, uh, we have realized that the Thai research is very hard to for uh, for co uh, commercialization. Like why Thai research on food is still lacking in commercialization, and how will the private sector support or push this forward? Because uh, 
we have seen a lot of the project that the the big corporate work together with the uh, the universities. Mm. But when we're talking about the deep tech like food, uh, biology, uh, the agriculture, we call them uh, the deep technology that mm. need time or we mm. uh, need time to to co-create or co-invest together. So. Mm. What is the reason that you think why it's really hard for for Thai researcher to do the commercialize? Mm. I think first of all, I think mm. it's actually um, it improved a lot compared to let's say five years ago or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I think you know the Thai government, Thai institutes, Thai universities are much more you know forward thinking. Um, a lot of the projects I think comes down to the scope of the projects. So for example, I think a lot of the R and D projects in today's world it cannot be too long. If you do a, if you plan a three-year project, you know after three years, you know the customers they really you know move on to something else. So part of the reason why commercialization is always challenging is that the customer changes, you know, every year, mm-hmm. or the customer changes every you know every six months. So the collaboration with the private sector and the public sector, I think, has to be well scoped. Um, there are certain aspects of food innovation which is very long term, right? If you're looking at molecular biology, you're looking at biotechnology, you're looking at um, you know genetic engineering. Those are very long term, right? Three years, five years. But I think for commercialization of food innovation projects, if the project is well scoped, for example, one to two years, and there are certain milestones, then I think the project can be more successful mm-hmm. because the consumers are changing so fast. Right? Mm-hmm. Consumers now they change every year. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason that I think we can improve by having better structured projects, mm-hmm. shorter time frame, maybe one or two years, but different milestones for each of the commercial projects. Mm-hmm. For longer term R and D, I think that's the nature of food, right? Because food comes yeah. down to to what we eat. It comes down to to to, to organic chemistry. It comes mm-hmm. down to to matter. So the reality is that a lot of the really long term blue ocean food innovation uh, will take time. Mm-hmm. Maybe take three years, five years, seven years. But we have to start today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would you please give uh, the advice for the other company, especially uh, who want to focus on the deep tech? What is the advice that you would like to give to them? I think you know, um, for me, one of the most um, enjoyable things about Taiwan is just working with external partners. Mm-hmm. Um, we we work with some very large Thai corporates. We work with startups. Uh, we work with uh, universities, and I think as a CEO, the most important thing in an innovative world is that. No company can do everything. Every company has its strength. Every company has its own DNA. Every company has its own talent. I think having an open mindset to partner with different startups, different universities, different external partners—that's how we can truly build innovation for the long term. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we hope to see you in the event, the next coming event that you will host organize the uh, Food Future Asia. Cup. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Cup. Sorry, Cup. Sauce, sparking innovative thoughts.